content in this podcast is not legal, financial, or investment advice. It's just all that time you put into games and and and, and or, or or money and investment, either in time or money. Right. You never get anything out. Well, you get great entertainment, right? And I'll still go in and waste hours where I, I'll never get them back. But <laughs> I've created great friendships and we have camaraderie and, and stuff like that. But now you actually get to own these items that you achieve. You get to own these pieces. Like you're giving as a, as a game maker now, as a company, we're giving you back the rights to own something that you bought, purchased, won, or were given. And I think that's really, again, uh, well, not to sound cliche but game changing <laughs> welcome everybody to our 11th episode of metaverse matters uh, we're really happy to have with us today chris ebeling uh, from virtually human and also as always my colleague lauren fenema uh chris thanks for coming on today really appreciate you making some time you've been doing some amazing stuff over the last several years and i'm sure the brands that are listening to this would love to to hear more about experiences so maybe if you wouldn't mind just jump a little bit about your background which i think is really important uh kind of how you've built up to zed and the other games that you guys have been building it'd be great to just start there awesome thanks mike uh and thanks for having me lauren sure. and michael mm -hmm. uh it's always a pleasure and it's you know being able to speak about oneself is probably one of the easiest things for most people, so uh, I'll try to keep it short. Um, yeah, so Chris Ebeling, um, my background is in like uh, traditional, well, it's not traditional animation, it is 3D animation, which was the next, you know, iteration of animation now that we're talking about, you know, technology and emerging technology. But uh, yeah, I was a 3D animator and a digital artist for many, many years, uh, working on like big blockbuster movies and big games and cinematics. Um, down in Sydney, down under in Australia, um, where I got to work to the likes of, you know, the Great Gatsby, Matrix movies, um, uh, Happy Feet, uh, Lego movies, which was a, a lot of fun. Sure. Um, and so always as an uh, artist and as a creator, um, I've always wanted, and I think this one, I think I'll leave this nugget in there because it reigns true to the kind of education point POV that we're going to attack is you know once when i was starting out as a student i really didn't have uh, great mentors or teachers to show me the way i felt so when i when i was skilled enough and i felt i was a senior animator and, and i knew what i was talking and knew what i was doing about uh, first chance i jumped back and did like uh, nighttime classes at the same school that taught me just to kind of go back and go you know what the kids um the kids that are going through this like i do like i did I don't want them to necessarily not have a teacher that could teach them what the industry needs, right? So <laughs> I went in and, and did that, which I think, and I fell in love with it. I really, I think, you know, education's humbling and it really makes you know your stuff. And, you know, the world needs it. Like we are getting more digital and uh, we do need more artists and more competencies in the digital space, uh, not just animators, but, you know, creators, coders, all that stuff. We're not gonna get less digital, let's just say that. <laughs> And so, um, so it's so it's an honor to be able to um, to help that and, and move that forward. Um, so I did was in the industry for many many years, and then I left Animal Logic, which was a big studio and I, my home for many moons. Um, and then they went to and uh, together with the University of Technology in Sydney to build a special academy. And they hit me up because they knew that I was doing these. I was had a passion for education. I knew my stuff. I was also very interested in VR and AR and all the stuff because we'd been playing with that on the Lego Batman movies. Wow. So like all those kind of things came to, uh, you know, come, came mm -hmm. together and then they hit me up and said, hey, we, we need somebody to help build 
uh, and lead this academy. And so I got brought on board in 2017 to kind of come up with a help come up with a concept, which was this innovation lab where we were. It's a, it was a master's course. Uh, teaching uh, people to be entrepreneurial, teaching people not just to create, um, you know, cool content for the screen as we know it today, but also then taking those next steps and kind of having that foresight to build, take those competencies and then translate them over to AR, VR, extended realities, uh, machine learning, you know, virtual production was very new back then. Um, and then doing a lot of cool stuff there. So that, and we did that for three years. And so it was, what was really cool about it was it's an industry led practice, right? Right. I don't even have a master's myself, nor a bachelor, mind you. And here I am leading people to a yeah. master's degree. So again, uh, another thing that I think is really, uh, if I look backwards at my career, it's been disruption, like doing things out of the norm and and trying to kind of rattle trees and shake cages <laughs> to, uh, to, to, to dis disrupt and make change, right? And, and do it with a smile. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so after doing that for three years and then uh, I was, you know, getting itchy and it was a super successful and it still is a really great academy, UTS Animal Logic Academy. Mm. Uh, look it up. The stuff they do is amazing. You know, the students walk straight into jobs, not just in film, but in, in XR and VR and like emerging tech schools. So super, super cool place. And um, then uh, my co-founders hit me up on the side. These are guys who I'd worked with in the past on, you know, another side project, you know, as a creative, you always <laughs> creating. Um, and that's always something I tell the students too. It's like, just because you're working on, let's say the Lego movie for two, three years, doesn't mean you can't go and animate dragons and cool, like Lord of the Rings style stuff on the side, just, right. push, you know, sharpen your sword for the, for the different styles of the world as well. And just like broaden your, broaden your competencies, right? So um and so they came at me with this idea of you know hey there's crypto kitties and there's horse racing and there's this blockchain technology we think it would be cool we could you you love the emerging technology and you do some cool stuff with the ar vr and all this stuff uh we want you to come on board as a co-founder and and like the creative in charge and so uh yeah we uh agreed to take this risk it was and you know this was 20 2018 i think or, or so yeah i got my I got my years wrong because I said 2017. It was been there's three years from 2016 to 19, and then okay. yeah. Anyway, you can go fact check that on my LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I wrote it myself, so that's, uh, <laughs> it's very real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Timeline isn't as important, you know. Yeah. Well, no, it, it really isn't when it comes to it. As long as it as as the substance is 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 true, I guess. But um, so yeah, so then we we actually took a big risk, and I, I know again. You know, finally, my friends and family had said when I got this university job, they gone, oh, you got a real job, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my world. Like 15 years of being like a, an animator and digital artist where people just yeah. went, that's not a real job. Really. Yeah, <laughs> well, it is. Um, and so I left that and we jumped into this blockchain space. And uh, yeah, lo and behold, like, the timing was great. Of course, the product for the, the idea was awesome. You know, I came on and helped design the horses and design the look and try to bring in that sci-fi feel and elements and, you know, still a focus of ours looking forward is really like, how can we make these horses emotionally engaging? And, and again, you know, uh, I'm very big on these new uh, glasses that are coming out and all this stuff. And, you know, once, I guess, once Apple fixes their price range and gets something out there, you know, <laughs> the consumers will consume and there'll be a call for content and I get uh, like we always want to position ourselves to be ready for that next gen that next level of of entertainment and that's what virtually human studios is so we we formed that studio based on zed run 
and and our our ethos is really you know the future of entertainment in the right. digital space right so emotionally connecting experiences you know not only do you race a racehorse you really own it and and just having that ownership again i always bring up the tamagotchi mm-hmm. just you know remember that oh yeah thing? i definitely and remember people, that and, pe- <laughs> and, and and yeah and people they love them right and they f- fell in love with this simple object in their pocket right and i had one yeah yeah i had a, yeah. I had one too and i remember it was not very very nice when it died i know um, <laughs> i was like which kind of happened a lot uh when i think about it i was in grade school so yeah yeah, yeah. tough times tough learning tough times that's right Ooh. steep learning curve there <laughs> yeah but then imagine now with your you know your future ar glasses and you've got this i mean in my case you've got your own horse and in, in hopefully not in your bedroom but you've got a horse that you can walk <laughs> around in the street and you can feed and pat and you have a relationship with it and it goes on the and races in a game and you yeah. know scale is no issue in these worlds because it's digital right you can bring things up bring things down so it's it's really and that's where we get into the metaverse speak really mm-hmm. what 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 is the potential uh, and what is what is the promise that is this you know fluid term the metaverse for but, those who haven't haven't you know looked at somehow haven't heard of zed run which would be mm. which would be uh, huge i think if you hadn't heard of it but just for the common person trying to get a refresh on what zed run is especially where it started and maybe yeah. even just a little taste of where it might be going yeah, could awesome, be helpful yeah. no no super and i look and, 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 you know, us crypto natives, you know, yeah. you know pre- preaching to the choir, of course they know, right? But <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping, yeah. <laughs> hoping uh, you know, we, 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 and again, this comes back to that educational kind of thing, you know, we need to, we need to go wider and, and distill, instill confidence in the wider audience. Mm-hmm. So hopefully for the people who haven't heard about Zedrun, Zedrun is a digital horse racing ecosystem built on blockchain technology. And so what blockchain technology, of course, does is it, it can verify that you own a digital asset, like a transparent ledger system, decentralized you own something of a game and i think that is really 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 cool right like i'm a gamer i've played a lot of video games i love obviously i'm just i'm a digital nerd um but just all that time you put into games and 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 and, or 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 money and investment either in time or money right you never get anything out well you get great entertainment right and i'll still go in and waste hours where i'll never get them back but I've created great friendships and we have camaraderie and, and stuff like that. But now you actually get to own these items that you achieve. You get to own these pieces. Like you're giving as a, as a game maker now, as a company, we're giving you back the rights to own something that you bought, purchased, won, or were given. And I think that's really, again, uh, well, not to sound cliche, but game changing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, um, so we're at this like crossword, crossroad where what like people used to call it play and play to earn, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I and I think and I, I like to rephrase that to play and earn, right? Because mm-hmm. we still have to focus on making games fun, right? What is the first? What's the point of a game? It's it's a play. It's it's fun. It's escapism. It's it's a pastime. But there's an opportunity now to earn because you have if you have a really good horse like uh and 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 if it can win you back these you can win these tournaments for you it can win you back some rewards right and some earnings which have tangible real world value and that's of course that changes the whole psychology of gaming right some people just want to play to have fun so you should offer that as well but as well as give the opportunity to those who want it that's where i you should say and earn and not to earn because those are very two different uh you know distinctions there that the ones who want to take to that next level like Anybody who wants to be a, a esports or pro streamer, that's a serious job. 
Mm-hmm. That takes a bit of the fun out of it because now you got to be really good and you got to be on your on your game all the time, right? So mm-hmm. it changes that psychology aspect of what gaming is, but but at the same time, it has to be a choice to the user and 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 give you have to give that agency back to your players. But again, now I, I'm now coming back into your question, totally, <laughs> yeah, Lauren. But um, in terms of what Zed Run has done now since we 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 started, I mean, we've onboarded. A lot of lot of people into the into the play and earn and crypto space. I mean, we've we've mm-hmm. the beautiful thing is there was an article written about what we've done. Uh, we've actually brought a lot of people into who didn't know about crypto or NFTs right. because of the aesthetic of the game itself. Sure. Mm-hmm. Threw them in, and then they had to learn the ways of you know Web three and how uh, you know how you transfer things from your wallet to here and how you mm-hmm. use Ethereum and and et cetera et cetera. So so again on the point of edu- education we're doing kind of our bit through a user experience, which again, if anybody's out there who's building and listening and, and interested, that is the key to me. It's not about just uh, throwing people and packing them and this is web three and this is how it's done. It's about actually going and meeting people in web two and then through yeah. your experience, take them along on that ride through good design, human design, UX, make them you know familiarity, heuristics, like look at things like Fortnite, roblox candy crush like all these hit games that are in the web 2 space why are they so easy to use and then kind of layer in then a, a strategy and how you can then take a user on a ride from web 2 and i like to call it web 2.5 <laughs> and then transition to web 3 if they want to right and, right. The, and so the concept there is a free to play and earn model which i like to call it like because you want to be like a I don't want to, I'm harping on here, but, <laughs> but like a meaningful metaverse is in- inclusive, right? It fosters yeah. inclusivity, right? And, and so, and so you want to make it inclusive for all to play and, and access, right? Um, and so that's, that's a goal of ours, but in the, you know, in the four year lifespan, it's our birthday soon. Zed runs birthday. Hooray. Um, that may Congrats. Or may not... Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's been You've a... seen a lot in these four years, I'm sure. Oh my God. Uh, oh, as we I, all I, have. I, I, and in the blink of an eye, right? And right. and you never feel like you do enough, right? But then you look backwards and you go, holy shit, we achieved, we achieved all that with, that we set out to do on our roadmap, right? Like we're actually, what we're talking the talk and actually backing it up, walking the mm-hmm. walk, right? With, of course, mishaps along the way. No, nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting there, right? Um, but yeah, so we've been, been able to uh, onboard, like we have like 50,000 users. Um, we have 8,000 races a day. Uh, we've given yeah, out, crazy. Like, if I look at the website, it's about, you know, in circulation, we've given back, you know, from money gone into races and going back into stable owners' hands and in fluctuation in the ecosystem, it's about $45 million. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of money. Like that's been yeah. just been tra- trading around in people's hands through this play and earn game. Right. Sure. Um, we've been able to lock, lock in like successful partnerships with big web two brands, such as Budweiser, NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Um, Stella Artois, uh, Netflix, uh, Atari, uh, and then also we've done some real world activations with real world horse racing, like the Victoria Racing Club in Sydney, who runs the Melbourne Cup. We did some with the Preakness Stakes, where we, you know, there was actually so in the Victoria Racing, there was actually real world horses with silks before the race having the Z logo, and then in in Decentraland, we had a you know a, a party to watch the races. People were getting dressed up in like fashion in the metaverse, you know, yeah. and, and and we're bringing, you know, we had a DJ in there, DJ Havana, who was an Australian DJ. We tried to keep it kind of local because it was Australia, <laughs> um, you know, uh, and um, yeah, just a lot of fun. Like, and, and a lot of these things, you know, 
are all about you know trial and error because it's so new like you're walking down the corridor for the first time uh, and it's dark and you've got a you've got a candle in front of you and you're trying to kind of just make sure you don't fall over right yeah. uh, but you have intuition and and you learn from your experiences and of course you know in some ways again if you keep it familiar and heuristical and focus on what successes of web 2 is you know what kind of strong foundations you can build on that will lead to success so yeah, we're four years in and we're running tournaments and then moving forward, we've got a, we've got a lot like we just before the new year, we released like an updated um, progression system for horse mm-hmm. racing because it was kind of not working and we want people also to feel like they're progressing. So there's XP points now. Um, you know, we've also I saw that uh, you just removed the racing fees too. We did. We did. Yeah. We felt like and that was, again, just listening to community uh you know that's an interesting step though and then i know michael has some questions about your comments on ui yeah. ux and kind of getting people into the web yeah, yeah. web3 awesome. space actually let's go there first mike if you want to i'm sure you have a lot to jump no, in no, well all right I'll, I'll i you know when i for i've shown the stella example to yeah know, a lot of clients and awesome what struck me about it was I felt like I was watching a movie trailer when I first went in. I was so taken aback at how beautiful everything was done. The horses were intricate, the the race, the the track itself, and the way you kind of just the camera angles and everything brought it in. I I didn't feel like I was in Web three by any stretch. Um, mm-hmm. I just felt like I was in a game, and awesome. it super super cool. And I. I think it'd be helpful for our audience to understand, like, what does it take to do that? I mean, that is no small feat. And um, well, yeah. I'm really curious to hear kind of a little bit behind the scenes, the team, how you guys think about all that, because it was masterful for me, from my perspective. Wow. And, wow. Um, yeah. okay. and well, Mike I'm, is always talking about, just jump in to give more yeah. context about how you know, one of the questions we're asking so much this year is what will it take for the metaverse to go from niche to more mass? And Mm. the number one thing on like, or that we talk about a lot is that journey, is that experience and how do you, how do you help get over some of the obstacles and roadblocks of getting people into the space and then understanding, like you mentioned, exchanging currency and having confidence, especially these days with FTX and everything, like, oh my God, yeah. How do we keep the ball rolling and invent those flows that then we can use across the industry to help people just get in and understand. Um, Yeah. 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 And that's, I've got a lot of answers. I bet. I'm excited. Am I giving them all to you now? No, you don't have to give us all your secrets. (laughs) No, 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 no. Look, look, again, education is education. Like these things are about spreading the word. Right. And yeah. And I think, and I think, so uh, first off, Michael, thank you so much. Like that's so humbling that you, you say those like, like masterful and stuff like that. I mean, we had the pleasure of working closely with the AB and Bev team, Stella team, and Lindsay McCurney, if you know her, she was yeah. leading that up and she's since left, uh, but yeah. doing her own and she's amazing. She's one of one of the pioneers in the metaverse as well. So shout out to Lindsay. Me and her work really closely on the on the concept and then the design. And of course the team, I mean, there's nothing, you can't do anything on your own. Like sure. I take credit as the guy who gets to talk and blah, blah, blah. But, and I get, and I get, good artists and get to build good teams that can execute right and then then you provide feedback right and 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 have, having been an artist in my journey right in my 15 years of being and on, on what you say like on the hot seat and, and and doing the work um you it's it's experience right like experience is the best teacher I, i've been so lucky to work with 
some insane directors and some insane animation directors and some really cool creative people like you, when you sit and I and I'm, I'll be lying if I said I don't miss that part of being in a studio with you know 80 other animators or, yeah. or, or filmmakers and you look over and you go whoa man and your heart just goes <laughs> like ah how and, and but then you step up your game and you learn from just by being there around these like really talented individuals so and that's something that you also take to you when you build teams, right? You, you want to make sure that you have these fits and these people who are also open to sharing knowledge, right? Like right. you're not going to get anywhere sitting there and having all the cheat codes yourself because you're just going to be in your little ha little bubble. But, you know, everybody benefits from knowledge share, right? So you want to create that kind of um, culture as well when you build teams. Um, so, yeah, to, 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 to sum it up, it's experience, like having worked with all those you know, from Zack Snyder to George uh, Miller to uh, a guy like uh, Rob Coleman, who's the animation director, uh, like next to George Lucas. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of really cool. Uh, <laughs> shout out to um, Chris McKay, who was the animation director for the Lego movies, uh, but ended up being the director of the Lego Batman movie. And his background, if you remember, Robot Chicken. Um, he, I he do. Watched, little... Okay, Robot yeah. Chicken. Oh, what a, what a. I mean, that's like South Park meets stop motion, right? It's, yeah, exactly. It's raw, but but I, that's that's I love that because that's like they just went crazy and kooky and creative, <laughs> experimented. And, and, and so being able to work with somebody like that who was really open as well to feedback, and you're an animator and he's a director, but he was kind of like just so that's that stuff is inspiring and really helps, you know, like again co-creation, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. And collaboration, and and that's another, you know, I told you about inclusivity. Foster, uh, empowering creativity is another pillar of a meaningful metaverse right, mm -hmm. right. Yep. It, not just being us the creators we want to enable our users to be the creators like look mm -hmm. at I'm, I'm going sidetracked now but again it, it will answer it will all come together because you're, <laughs> you're asking about ux and all that and and and, and familiarity where do we meet people right and roblox mm -hmm. fortnite what, what, what really kicked them off was when they opened up the tool set for their users and it became right. Fortnite Creative and it became mm -hmm. Ro and Roblox. You, they build worlds for each other now, right? And Roblox sits back and facilitates. Yeah, they do a cool, some cool things, but they're facilitators now of this ecosystem and exponential growth happens, right? right. Minecraft, uh, another perfect example, right? So, um, yeah, so to, to answer sure. your question, Lauren, I have yeah. to remember it. But, but, but yeah, how do you... How do you how do we meet brands? You, you got to meet them where they are. How, you got to mm -hmm. go into Web two, and build that user journey through your design. Familiar, like I love the word heuristics. Mm -hmm. Like heuristical, like oh, what, what's that's like, one so flying when, around San Francisco a lot. That yeah, word, yeah, so. it's, a, it's, <laughs> oh, it's a powerful word, but it is magical because heuristics is like you know exactly what to do when you pick up one of these. Yeah, you exactly. swipe. You're swiping, right? Right. And that's because of great design and human design thinking, and it's also because it's been ingrained in us now, right? Right. Could have easily, you know, you could have swiped upward. Yeah, you know, you swipe everywhere. Anyway, I'm yeah. trying. To, I'm trying to break the code, but I can't. I was um, gonna say, yeah. <laughs> Do you think yeah. that's part of it too? Is is like training? You know, we're seeing. You worked with some incredible brand partners, mm. and you know, now we're seeing like the Nikes of the world enter mm -hmm. the space in a more direct way. They've done a lot of experiences. Now yeah. they've launched a whole, you know, initiative around web three. So I'm excited about how they'll start to, for lack of a better word, train consumers to think about this journey yeah. 
And obviously Zed Run being an early player in that first like kind of cohort that really yeah. like broke the mold. Yeah. Do you feel, you know, when you think about the future of entertainment, is that in the back of your mind as well as like kind of pioneering what people should be expecting in this future of entertainment yeah, based I, on I, what you're building? Yeah. I, pioneering is also such a humbling word, but I think that we're, we're here because of timing as well. Like we had an idea and we wanted to execute uh, we, yeah, we are pioneer. Like we are one of the OG projects that's been there, like right. I said, since the first cohort, and we're still here, and we're still building, and we're still uh, we're still figuring it out. And 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 to your point, like we're still trying to figure out what this framework of working with Web two brands looks like. Like where where does it where does it uh, help us, and where does it help them? Right. And, you know, but Budweiser have been amazing. Like um, actually, could we dive into that for a second? Because like ooh. as a as a person, if I'm sitting at home and I'm like Budweiser makes beer. Yeah. right and, and among other things but like we know budweiser for their beer um and it makes total beers. yeah exactly total <laughs> sense i mean i'm from wisconsin so for me it's miller but other okay. uh, anyways um <laughs> they you know thinking about how does it make sense or as a consumer i want to drink beer at a horse race and now we're in the virtual world like mm. what what do I think about? Room. Like, yeah, I'm not drinking. I might be drinking a beer, but like the point of me being in this virtual world, how do you kind of approach that with brands of translating their story and translating their appeal yeah. into this virtual world? So even though you're not, you know, physically there, you're still having an emotional journey or connection or whatever. Exactly. How do how do you approach that with clients and, and think about it? Yeah, well, them? like we get to really, you know, we, we get to start with an empty canvas in some ways, mm -hmm. right? We get to kind of break the mold of what traditional marketing is, right. but then also we have to be really smart and, and, and remember again, familiarity, heuristics, how do we stay true to your brand identity? That's something you build over like hundreds of years, even mm -hmm. like, how do we respect that? Right? So there is a nice balance there where you get to get a bit. So you get to bit like a, 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 it's almost like a 60, 40 rule, or, or you could go 80, 20, depending on the client, right. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Where you're then allowed to like freely just kind of go crazy sci-fi on top of their brand, which, you know, with, 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 so again, with, we'll stay with Budweiser with them, but be, because of the learnings with Stella, with Budweiser, we were able to push it a little bit further as well. So if I start with Stella, they wanted to come and they wanted to build a track and it was like, okay, cool. This is the metaverse. <laughs> these, these are elevated horse tracks in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a parallel universe, you know, set in 2170. Right. Like you're free to do like, and my pitch to them was we want to make the feeling of racing on that track to feel like Stella. Mm. Like you don't see it, but you feel it. Kind mm -hmm. of that kind of it's it's a bit of a cheesy animation talk, but like in animation, you, you usually go like with all the squash and stretch rules and the smear frames and all the stuff, the magic that we put in between. You're not supposed to see it; you're supposed to feel that, right? You're supposed to feel the authenticity in, in the performance, not to be able to go and, and see that this thing was animated. You want to feel it's real. Mm -hmm. So in that similar vein, when when you open up the the Stella racetrack, you know, and then we looked at some of their old campaigns. And they had this beautiful uh, old campaign where it was this palleted colors, right? And so right. we took inspiration from that and created this environment where it's just, you know, it's Stella. It, mm -hmm. it speaks to, it's a homage to their originality. It's a homage to their brand. And then on top of that, then we had to, you know, we built some skins for the horses. And that's where we got a bit more nail on the head and put a branding on it because, yeah. you know, again, then you became a bit more, but this is also the beauty of it. This, like in this world, you can paint your horses, right? So right. you can go crazy yeah. with these skins a little bit more. And we, we decided we had some crazier ideas and you, you saw them maybe with Budweiser, 
that you didn't see with Stella was a bit more playing it safe. And that's just, again, negotiating with the, with the partnership, with their artists and, and, you know, things happen, you know, compromise. And if there's something that I'm really passionate about, I try to fight for it. But as you know, you don't fight for everything. You pick your battles and, and that's, that's how, uh, you know, business relationships usually work. Um, and uh, yeah, we created that really cool campaign. So from Stella, then when we went into Bud, which is also under the same, you know, umbrella, uh, AB and Bev, um, they were a bit more wilder, Bud, because they'd already done their NFT, uh, you know, Bud, Bud yeah. NFT, the heritage cans. Right? Yeah. And so they came to us, they were like really open to ideas. And then, and then we wanted to create this Bud Pass. So again, you, you, you buy this futuristic bottle. And I guess my pitch to them was like, hey, how does, if, if Han Solo is having a beer with Robocop in 2170 or, in, and, and, you know, in a Blade Runner world, what's, yeah. what does Budweiser look like then? And we got to design this futuristic, you know, and this futuristic uh, bottle and it's got all sorts of ideas that it's self-cooling, it regulates itself, like all that planning goes into it and it just becomes this one little animation, right? Right. Mm -hmm. it's just, and this is kind of answers your question, Michael, in like what goes into it. You always got to ask yourself like the who, what, where, when, and why when you build something because if you understand uh the who and and what it is and where it is and what time it is and where you know in this setting then now you know you understand weather conditions are we in 2170 okay is it what's happened is it dystopian or is it utopian and then right once you you you, you write a little narrative that then understands okay what does a bottle look like in that sense right or what does a racehorse look like in that world right and so um that's a really good one that the five W's I call it. And, and so that helps you get to the point where you then can design something really cool that impresses the client. And so they, they really liked it and they had feedback to it and it's got a little horse head on the top when it kind of loads up and yeah, <laughs> super sweet and super like what a, again, like an honor to work with these brands. And I think what was really cool and shout out to Nick Sylvia, who's, who's leading up from the Budweiser side um or the ABM Bev side but was like they were really open to our kind of you know creativeness and, and our kind of um, take on it and you know and then it was just a beautiful relationship and like from learnings of doing the horses in Stella we got to be a bit more crazy like one of the horses and the Budweiser horses like a glass glassy Budweiser like original yeah it's like what would a horse look like and it's like and that's fun man because it's digital mm -hmm. like why be there and this is one of the things I say as well is like <clears throat> why be the same when you can be different Mm -hmm. yeah. especially when we're stepping into these worlds that we can build from scratch right and that's that's the metaverse but again if you're too different and haven't got the familiarity then you lose lose right. the people right so sure. we can't we can't reinvent ux good ux design we can't reinvent like good human design because humans have been and i hate this word but it's true we've been conditioned to like something and expect something works when i click here i expect x right Right. And so if you if you start breaking those rules, you're trying to break something which doesn't isn't relatable, and then you lose yeah. them, right? So yeah, that's yeah. kind of the trick when you're designing is to make sure that it's still relatable, and then introduce new things as you go. And so retrain, yeah, retrain, yeah. So slowly over time, we get them, uh, get them going. So sure, mm -hmm. wow, wow, that's awesome. Oh, I need some water. No, uh, yeah, it takes some. <laughs> well, you touched yeah. on so many things that we're talking with with the brands we're working with about you know this idea of how do you think about your brand when it has to work in the real world as well yeah. as work in the virtual world 
how do you morph it into these new worlds without losing all of the intrinsic values that have made yeah. the brand what it is? And exactly. and that's a fine line sometimes yeah. to walk. And then because you're putting yourself in this environment, right? We have mm -hmm. to be there to serve the users of Zed, right? Yeah. They're there for a specific reason. We have to understand why they're there. We have to hopefully enable, engage, and transact yeah. with them in a way that is not like communication, right? It's yeah, yeah. an experiential thing and it's hard. So sharing that was super helpful. Uh, it, it takes a lot to, a lot oh, of takes, planning to yeah. go for that. Yeah, and then like the goal is to get up with it, come up with a framework where where that right. actually, okay, there's, there's, there's trial and error, but there's, again, data, let data lead you. Like, of course, sure. always go back and be reflective and, and understand like, and, and have these post-mortems every time you have a campaign to see what worked, what didn't. And then, then the next time you do it, you take those learnings and then you do it again. What worked, what didn't? And it's like this, have these retrospectives uh, as as you progress, right? So it's like a kind of an evolving loop-de-loop -loop, uh, yeah. uh, as you move forward. Are partnerships the way you're thinking about growing, you know, or, you know, I think about how you get people engaged in these games yeah. and especially in these like volatile moments, which will pass and we will, you know, graduate yeah. from all of that. But when you think about just your business and how you yeah. want to continue to grow what, what you all are pioneering, is it partnership? If you can share, is it like partnerships? Yeah. Is it launching new games? Is it, you know, all of the above? How do you yeah. kind of think about getting more people into your experience? Yeah, so focus now is, is Zed Run. I mean, we have dabbled in a few other games and, and built uh, and built them up, but right now our core focus is of course Zed because it's, it's it is our uh, quote unquote the our it's our flagship, right? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and we've seen so much success with it so early, uh, and so but partnerships, of course, it like trust by confidence right like mm -hmm. you know seeing big brands as, as budweiser that gives us confidence that we're doing something right yet alone mm -hmm. it will give our community confidence and users that are coming from the outside and then of course cross-pollinating communities right like um for example we we've brought people from the real horse racing world into the digital crypto space right. at the same time we've got users coming into us and then they've gone and they're actually going out and now in the real horse racing yeah. world, right so it's this beautiful <laughs> crossover of of, of cross-pollination of communities right and so, you know, anytime, uh, and so, so the, of course these partnerships need to make sense. And I think to, you know, the king of beers and, 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 and horse racing has always been the king of sports, right? Mm -hmm. So in the metaverse, it made perfect sense, perfect match. Um, and yeah, and, and then doing like in real life events, I think there's also something about the, and I'd like to think this is Zed Seeker Source. And if you haven't ever been to one, you should try to get to one. When we host some like in real life events, um, it's amazing because it's real humans, real energy, and not this just digital right. avatars. It's 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 this right. mix of both worlds. Like we're in love with, we're in love and bantering and, and shouting at these digital things that really don't exist, but they mm -hmm. do exist because of the way technology lets us emotionally engage with it, right? And and because of the ownership of it, right? That's a huge factor in 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 why you care so much. You're you're now invested, not you know or maybe with money as well of course but also with time but also with that fact that you now have a piece of the the, the pie right mm -hmm. you're in you, you have that ownership so and then seeing the humans just getting together and that's what's really key i think as well is like behind every technology there's people and and, right. and then and then we're probably the more complex people but the beauty is if you can bring people together 
over an experience. And these are people who have been Twitter handles or PFPs or mm -hmm. you know, profile pictures and, and, and stable names. And they're meeting for the first time and they just are friends. Like yeah. they are birds of a feather, right? And that's, 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 that's powerful. That's and, and we've seen that with Minecraft. We've seen it with Fortnite. Mm -hmm. You've seen kids hanging out in lobbies, becoming best friends. And you've seen these videos where they then meet four years later and they just embrace each yeah. other. <laughs> I, get, I get excited about that. Human yeah. they, they embrace each other and they're like, because they've been best buddies playing for, you know, hours and hours a day, right? Like mm -hmm. such a dope, such a dope, powerful yeah. thing. Um, powerful, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but with, with, you know, brands, we're always looking for, you know, brands that make sense, uh, brands who want to step into the space, we feel like we have a really good, like, again, we're building a framework of, of what makes it successful. And, and, and then it comes down to education. You know, we educate brands on that journey and we educate their consumers through our journey and through our user experience mm -hmm. and vice versa. They educate us on a, on a, on a whole, whole lot of things as well. So makes sense. Yeah. Wow. What a great conversation. Thank you. Yeah, I have like a I mean, hundred more things I could yeah. ask you. Please, please, but please go. I mean, I'm 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 here yeah. for another 20 minutes easy. So um I'll keep rolling. I have a question yeah, about keep going. you know, obviously behind the scenes for betting is not in my mind, I would think like betting is not the easiest code to crack. And yeah, when yeah. it comes to like crypto and reimagining yeah, experiences. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of like really went really went for it. Um, I would imagine there's a bunch of AI and ML, like machine learning behind the mm. scenes or like definitely obviously algorithms working. Yeah. And I know, and we don't have to talk about this for too long, but just like touch on AI and kind of if that's happening behind the scenes. And I know you yeah. have a few like perspectives on AI oh, in the future. A lot of perspectives. <laughs> yeah, so we could just like dip our toe into that and maybe there's yeah. a part two in the future where we go further, but um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I just kind of want to demystify that a bit. Yeah, so uh, first off, like with betting, I mean, it has to be very, very clear that Zed Run is not a betting uh, application Great. at all, right? Sorry it's, it's about a, that. <laughs> no, no, don't be, don't be. But it's it's something that, of course, it's the first thing people think when it's horse racing, it's digital, right. and it's crypto, right? Then you go, hold on, it's betting, but it's not. It's a, it's a game. Yeah. It's an ecosystem, and it's and it's a game of skill, right? So we we've made sure that it is a game of skill, and, and it, it holds up that way, um, and, and and that's super important. In the future, who knows what the opportunities are there? But right now, we're really satisfied with with the with our approach to that. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of AI, yeah, I mean, using AI to identify um, different users, you know, there's, there's a million ways to use AI. I mean, AI has been around since the 1950s, really. Uh, 51, I think I was reading about it the other day because I was kind of again fascinated because people are thinking like talking about it as if it's new and it's like oh it's. It's coming to get us. It's been coming to get us for a while now. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to kind of read up on it and make sure that that was the case. But but um, but my opinions on AI are it's it's an amazing tool. And and, mm -hmm. and again, as an educator, or uh, and I'm still involved with the education space. Actually, I just actually came out of a meeting today with a there's a big animation school here in Denmark. Vibor, uh, it's called the Animation Workshop, one of the bigger animation schools in the world. I'm trying to help you know rattle the cages over there to make them. Kind of go hey you need to teach these competencies you know and that's everything mm -hmm. from real-time engines like unreal engine or or unity uh, and how you use that in film versus mm -hmm. also how do you use that to build you know metaverses because right. you know this new web was i mean there's a, there was a saying a quote i really liked which was web 3 is uh, or the metaverse is the internet built by game developers right 
Sure. And what that means is it's going to have a lot of three dimensions. It's going to have agency. You're going to be able to move around and you're going to, it's going to be super gamified, right? Mm-hmm. As, as we're seeing. So, so who's going to make this? We don't even, <laughs> today we don't even have enough competencies because of the likes of Netflix's and the Hulu's because they're pumping mm-hmm. out like film heavy stuff that they're having issues, like big film studios that I know are having a tough time finding artists today. I mean, the, the content demands are off the charts right now. Exactly. Like, and but, so I'm, I'm waiting for that kind of gig to stop. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it it's seems gonna, a little unsustainable to turn on Netflix or Hulu or HBO or all of them and crazy. assume there should be something fresh and delivered and yeah. beautiful and perfect for yeah. you to watch. That's also yeah. compelling. It's like, yeah, it doesn't happen well, that's, overnight. <laughs> yeah, that's where I go. You know, it'll, if it doesn't have a good story, then yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and the story is king, right? Like you got to have a really good story to start. But again, we are spoiled now to the mm-hmm. point like you know these uncanny valleys. Like we see Princess Leia, which was an amazing feat when that came out when she was in yeah. Rogue One or whichever it was, mm-hmm. and you went, "Nah, she's not her, is it?" And people were like, "Nah," blah, blah. but it's like, do you know what it takes to make that? Like that's yeah, that's incredible. And it's it's again, are we moving the needle or aren't we? And and, it, and we are progressing, right? And and mm-hmm. then you see stuff like now again, like I'm really Unreal Engine, where you have these meta humans. You right. can go in and create yourself in like 30 minutes using the web browser. It's wild with their technology, right? So what they're doing, they're setting themselves up, of course, to be that creator economy, that creator tool set that will empower, uh, empower the building of the metaverse, right? Empower the users, which is, which is brilliant, right? So, hats off to them. Um, there was a question, yeah. You know, so AI, in terms of, um, it's a tool, and and to answer what we've just gone through, like in terms of we need to build these things. Well, AI is going to come in and help us build these things fast right. it's gonna it's gonna relieve that kind of pain point that where there's not enough competencies and of course artists are going to go shit it's going to take my job and it's going to and you just got to go yeah but it hasn't it always done that through this history of time like the technological yeah. advances have replaced humans like just from the uh, i mean the conveyor belt systems in the automotive industry right yeah to uh, our robots today yeah the robots somebody shared on linkedin a robot flipping burgers and i'm like well, if it works, I mean, I want to taste the burger first, but, but, I, <laughs> but, but, you know, but I still, I also still believe that behind every, you know, tool, every technology, you do need human experience, mm-hmm. human design, human fundamentals. Like if you're an artist, you still need to be able to execute and have an eye for composition and color, color theory and, and, uh, and how, you know, film, how you tell films and film theory and, and, and you need experience and you need real people to, um, uh, to instill a real emotion, right? And totally. I, you know, I don't know if AI is going to get there. I'm not going to say it's not, right? Yeah. Like, right. But so we are this kind of, you know, chat GBT mid journey. Yeah, that's the one that like hit my radar. Of, oh uh, man, stable diffusion, Dali, like those. Yeah, four, totally. And I with, with the chat too. I've been seeing so many. Just like a common example is like, and this is not as interesting, but like a Instagram with a caption written by a human versus by yeah a chat and I was, and it's like, it, you can't tell them apart. And so, you know, you can't, you can't. And, um, needs to do better. I know. Well, that's the other thing is I think it also unlocks potential for us to just continue to, uh, flex into the spaces where it takes that nuance and that consciousness. And, you know, again, we could riff about this forever. So we'll come back to the future of entertainment, but I do think that the machine learning behind the scenes is a huge aspect of creating these, kind of yeah. limitless worlds and of unlocking this creative 
portal for lack of a better word of 100%. taking the internet from 2d to 3d to your point like we're, we don't have enough people to build that in no. the way that we want to engage in it and so that's kind of i think what is also alongside it is this ai machine learning piece yeah. um and it's and it's it's scary. I mean, did you see just uh, that New York schools are banning the use of chat TPT? Yeah, but like how, how you know? know? And I think, so now I, I'm like, are you gonna have to write your paper by hand in class? Yeah, like maybe, bring it back with know? a feather, right? Yeah, I know, cool. I was actually uh, like, oh, people are gonna see it good at their handwriting, but I'm sure that's not what will happen. But it, it no. is very disruptive. I mean, it and it, in that way, these moments will be a disruption to education. Of Exactly. If I were in college, I'd be like, okay, great, like write this but, paper and then but, I'll edit it. Like, but is it any different than when the calculator came? And, it, and right. I know the answer is yes, but isn't it similar? Isn't it just, yeah. just a, I mean, we then use the calculator, as long as you're not just going chat GPT, write my essay and then putting it in, right. maybe it can inspire you. And then you put your layer on it. Of course, kids are going to, it's the same as, you know, you get a, let's say you get, you know, 525,000 times 500 and blah, blah, blah. You can do yeah. that. You can do that calculator, right? But then maybe you also have to show how you, you got know, there. how you got there right that's right. why that's such an important piece when teachers educate is like hey i'm more interested in the process than the result exactly right and exactly. that's actually key as well like when you teach like 3d art and all that i don't really the end result is what it is but it's, it's do you understand the process and do you fall in love with it and do you mm -hmm. it, does it excite you and can you continue to get better doing that process then the end result will of course get better at some point because a time put in will do that for you, right? That actually okay. sparked one more question. I think an, another big piece of this, like when we think about our clients and huge lifestyle brands or fashion brands, so much of this will be exciting to express their brand in mm. these more um, yeah. like dimensional spaces, but the, the process is intimidating. Like, where do we start? Do we take our product and make it 3D? Do we go into a world like Zed Run and drop our product in there? Like, how do we get started? Yeah. Um, that's like a too broad of a question, probably. Oh, but, I've got ideas, but... <laughs> yeah, of just like, when we're on the hunt for the, the right team or tools to help us yeah. even just get into the space, how do you approach that? Is it like hiring a 3D designer? Is it working mm. with an agency? Like, yeah. how do you think about it? No, no, yeah, good, good question. First of all, of course, you gotta uh, agree on what the brand strategy is, right? And figure right. out like some like is a web is is a web three strategy is what you want. Okay, good. Is blockchain within that strategy? It's like right. it doesn't necessarily have to be into in, in a web three space. You don't have to give away digital asset ownership. Yeah, um, we do a lot like that too, just to yeah. get started. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and AR kind of, and yeah, AR, is AR where you want to go? Is it VR? Are you going to have a place in Decentraland? Or are you going to go sand? Whatever, whatever the conversation may be, is just land and make sure that you guys, uh, you know, you and the team agree on what the what the strategy is and what the kind of roadmap will be. But in terms of, um, I mean, the beauty again, like uh, Web3 or Metaverse is, is game developers, right? It's the internet creator mm -hmm. of game worlds. And there's a lot of game developers out there, but there's also a need for these competencies still. So they're, they're, they're you know, we, we build our own team. Uh, we did, um, you know, we've got a, a studio called Spectra Studios, which is an Australian studio that specialized in virtual production. But the reason why we, we acquired them or, or, or jumped into kind of cahoots with them was because they're super talented and they use Unreal Engine, right? They're specialists in using a real-time engine. And the real-time engine, of course, is made for real-time interaction. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's that's really key that you can get that high fidelity or whatever kind of style you want. Again, it depends on, on, on the creative direction, um, but that you can execute at a high level that brings familiarity of real gaming uh, that we are used to on a PlayStation 5, but to the web as well. 
having said that, we build Zed right now. It's built in JavaScript, like 3JS. So mm. we're kind of pushing the limits because the reason we did that was accessibility, right? And again, that's one of the key uh, pillars is, I'll give you the last key pillar, which is uh, driving prosperity. So you got, um, you got um, empowering creativity, uh, fostering inclusivity and driving prosperity. I think those are three kind of key pillars you should put into a web three strategy um, because then you are kind of speaking to uh, the medium and, and to what the potential can be for your users and, and brands. Um, but we built in 3JS because it's easy to access. You just go on a web browser and it's there. You can go on your phone, you just need internet. So on your iPhone, you know, it's an iPhone eight and above. You can watch 3D horses racing. You don't have to download an app. Of course, it caches some, some stuff in the background, but it's not a downloadable app. So we don't have to fight with Apple. We don't mm -hmm. have to fight with Googles. We can, you can just access that by having the internet. And that's, I think that's a super, super cool. I'm really proud of the team as well. Yeah, that's wild. I didn't yeah. know that's what you built it on. Yeah, so that's called 3JS, the, the, the script, the, the visual language that's used for, for that. And it's always optimizing. And we really push the fidelity as much as you can. So if you look at it and you're critical of Zedron, of course you go, but that's not really triple A. But there's ways to get around it, like you mentioned, Michael, like just camera angles and just like a bit of movie language and, and good composition and color and design. Like you can still design beautifully within the restraints you have. Right. right. That's a challenge. And that's, that's it makes it even can make it more fun. It can make it more interesting because if you if you're building an Unreal Engine, you're actually got unlimited potential. Right. Like, oh, yeah, you can make stuff look so beautiful and, and just you can keep piling stuff in and it kind of goes whoa, 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 whoa. it goes big really fast. Yeah. Whereas when you're kind of constrained, that's actually good. And there's an old saying in the in the film industry or in the art world is keep it simple. Right. Or it's mm -hmm. actually keep, keep it simple, stupid right. to remind <laughs> you. So you kind of keep it simple, stupid. You have that on your desk because when you're acting out a performance or about to design something, you start with the simple shapes. You start with the simple blocking and what is the, again, the who, what, where, when, and why, what's the goal of this, this, this concept or this animation or this performance? What do I want people to feel? What am I selling? What am I trying to evoke? And then keep that simple and focus on that. So, so yeah, long. <laughs> I ramble. I'm sorry. Oh, you're not oh. rambling. This is great. <laughs> We're just sitting all. back and listening. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah exactly. That's this is one of the best ones I haven't had to say anything. I love it. Mike, <laughs> right, tell me how you feel, bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I feel wonderful. That that's good. Uh, I feel like a I've learned a lot, um, mm -hmm. and anyone who listens is going to learn a lot. And Chris, awesome. you just have such a great way. As you know, like I said, when we when we met in London at NFT London, I just really really appreciate the way you think about things kind of how broad your view is of everything and yeah it's just it all came out today so thank you very much oh, bless bless mate like um appreciate that I, you know it, it is what it's a view of many years um and i could still be wrong who knows where we're going but but i have a good idea that you yeah know, i got a <laughs> you've hunch. earned some secrets i think <laughs> over time so i've got a hunch but uh, yeah yeah thanks thanks so much for having me and uh, you know uh and to anybody listening out there but feel free to reach out like anytime uh, i'm always up like i think again like to what we were talking about before before we start recording education is key right like mm -hmm. and i'm really i think 2023 is is is, is the year of growth right but to grow 
we need to instill confidence and to instill confidence we need to educate we need to actually all go out there and it can't just be me it can't just be you lauren it can't just be you mike even though you're doing a phenomenal job with this right it has to be everybody else who sees this so it's my kind of my cry or call for hey each one teach one uh each one reach one you know let's everybody needs to kind of echo outwardly and get out of their echo chambers right like yeah stop yeah. stop talking to the same people you need to talk to the we need it we need a we need a you know some uh, freshness yeah we need to inspire you know the layman because you know again mm -hmm. you know it's still early right so early like, like we're going through the first like or a couple this has been a, there's been a few up and downs now but we're going to come through it and and we're going to be every time we're stronger for it and we're smarter for it and the foundation gets thicker and you know and thicker um and um i mean there's an old i don't know do you watch monty python <laughs> do you remember do you remember do you remember the holy grail oh yeah, oh, yeah. when uh, sir lancelot <laughs> or no it's not sir lancelot it's the one where he actually where he goes into the castle and the castle's built on a swamp and that kid he just wants to sing all the time but then the dad goes yeah and the first castle is built on a swamp and knocked over and we built a second one and knocked over but then the third one it was yeah. standing there oh it got knocked over but then the fourth <laughs> It's, and then because of the foundation so i think I, I when every time i go through we go through those peaks and troughs i feel like you know those troughs are just the castle and we get to build right. on top of it again and whenever you can work in monty python i think it's a good thing oh, you know <laughs> they are you know but again let's not for this is for a different podcast imagine monty python doing what they did then today oh uh, yeah yeah they would be canceled yeah <laughs> Wouldn't it wouldn't go over well let's just say that <laughs> no i mean south park it's funny they earned their stripes because it's south park i love south but they, park but they started 20 years ago and they're, and they're yeah. a huge inspiration like matt stone and trey it was one of my um, dad's favorite shows so ironically i would watch it because my dad who is a history teacher and like just loves just yeah. loved it because it could get to his level but also like yeah. very much entertain it's such yeah, a and it, and show. Then, and it hits a, it hits a nerve right it, yeah it, it just talks about stuff which is real iconic exactly and then it's yeah. like it's provoking the society and yeah. it it like opens conversation because it uses humor and so exactly. these like supercharged really controversial exactly. topics become possible to talk like we need a show like that today well yeah, that's why i keep rewatching, you know monty python and life of brian and the flying circus it's 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 just brilliant <laughs> meaning of life brilliant yeah. stuff brilliant life. stuff also mel brooks is another one i throw in there Really? I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty. He like you wouldn't see Blazing Saddles made today. No, you would no. not. No, we no. we've so we need to graduate from all of that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's history, yeah. man. It's part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Totally. Anyway, all right. All right. Um. Yeah. Blessing. Thank you. Yeah. Great Happy to New have Year. you. Thank you. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Metaverse Matters by Pebble Ventures. If you enjoyed the content, please do subscribe and rate the show. You could also connect with us on LinkedIn at pebbleventures.com or directly at mike at pebbleventures.com. If you're a brand exploring the space or you're already testing and are looking to develop next level strategies, please do reach out. We'd welcome an introductory conversation to learn more about your goals, where you are in the process, and share our thoughts about your business. Have a great day.